Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Access, or Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. It's early in the morning. I haven't had enough coffee. Uh, broadcasted to you today on August 18th from the bright red desk. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. It's a hot and muggy morning here in New York on, in August. Uh, and what we do here on the Weekly Weather is we talk about the heavens above and what they're doing and how to work with them. And we also talk about uh, how it's going to feel here on Earth and what to do with it. And then forward forward motion. So last week I did a podcast on the Venus star point, the Sun and Venus joining up at 21 Leo, which they do every nine and a half months. And it initiates and inaugurates an eight-year cycle in your uh, Leo house, wherever you have 21 Leo. And it, it sets you off on a whole new path or a new beginning, a new cycle. It's a direct conjunction, meaning both Venus and the Sun are direct. Sun's on the far side. Earth, Venus is on the far side of the Sun. So it's a very potent time for beginning new adventures, new journeys, especially in your Leo-ruled house. I did a podcast on it, which is available on my website. But also, more importantly, you know, take time this weekend, uh, if you haven't done it yet, to kind of think about where you want to grow in love in the next eight years and go back four years to August and what you began back then, which is now shifting, changing, because uh, the Venus sun meets every four years. But when it met four years ago, it was in a retrograde Venus. So it was interior conjunction where Venus is near the earth. And so you made decisions, you made plans, you made ideas, you started stuff. And now that Venus is on the far side of the sun, in what's called a superior conjunction, she's inviting you to send those things out into the world. So it's a very potent uh, energy. Of course, last week um, we had Jeffrey Epstein die uh, in his cell, which uh, with all the energy in the heavens with uh, that we had, a lot of people um, didn't think he necessarily died of suicide. Uh, maybe he was killed, the guards were sleeping, there were new guards, there were no video cameras, he was taking off suicide watch um, without uh, any anybody knowing how it happened. Um, and of course we were able to keep El Chapo alive and captive, who dug himself out of his cell, you know, when he was in Texas. So um, we want to kind of look at this and say, oh, okay, what's going on? And of course it popped up a lot of, you know, who killed him? Um, adding it to the list, you know, I have a list who killed Kennedy, who killed whatever. So, or did he actually hang himself? He didn't really like being captive. He kept. Uh, he doesn't have a chart that likes being limited in any way, shape, or form. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens now that that he's gone, and uh, it kind of begins a whole new chapter for everybody, um, him included, and. You got to kind of, when you have these, and think about what happened in your life. In my life, of course, my dad passed. Um, so that was a pretty dramatic departure. Uh, and then, of course, a new beginning, right? So we're watching all these endings and new beginnings. We're not quite finished. Uranus and Jupiter changed directions on Sunday last week. And they said, okay, the new story, new new story coming in. Mercury has cleared his shadow. He's delivered all the information he's going to give you until he gets, goes retrograde again in a few months um, when he, he goes retrograde again when we get to um, November. 
but for now he's done talking to you so now we are kind of you know there's <laughs> i was raised catholic and there's a thing in the catholic after we get through easter and we get through the advent before or not advent the lent before and then we get through um uh, we get through the ascension, the 40 days after. Then we call it ordinary times. You know, we're in ordinary times now, which are not so not so ordinary, but we are kind of technically in them. Um, so uh, this being the show for the week of the 19th, 18th, 19th of August, we got one more week till summer is over. And actually this week the sun does go into Virgo, um, <clears throat> which starts us on our next path today. Mars goes into Virgo. He went into Virgo this morning. You should find you're leaping out of bed, ready to go and do stuff until the beginning of October. So Mars in Virgo is a hard-working Mars. He's got a big to-do list, likes to go chalk it off, check it off, boom, 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 write it down, check it off. Now, you know, of course, if you do it and you don't write it down, you don't have it to cross off on your to-do list. So with the Mars in Virgo, honor the desire to make a to-do list. Your chart's going to be on it. And it is in the mood to work, 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 get stuff done, uh, and it's going to kind of go off like a rocket because it's just been fueled by all the planets in Leo. Now remember, Virgo is the sign of the harvest, follows Leo, the sign of everything growing. Um, and so all this stuff that's been growing in your life over the next month or so, you know, the sun goes into Virgo this week, Mars went in today. Uh, Venus will go into Virgo, and then eventually Mercury will catch up with everybody, and he goes into Virgo. And so all the planets are united in their work effort. But this is your last week of summer, so I want you to enjoy it. I want you to play a little. No big drama going on in the heavens. We're we're kind of through the drama, um, and that's a good thing. You know, we're really working with it, and we're kind of really understanding it on a new way. Saturn is near the south node, though, so there can be some continued departures for you, you know, where stuff is kind of finishing up. And the um, the south node is on the Saturn-Pluto midpoint. So there can be stuff saying, I'm finished, I'm out of here. But this week, the moon's in Aries and Taurus and Gemini, so he's all about new beginnings and how we get there, so that's helpful. Mars is in a new sign, so he's like two years, two months of go, 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 uh, and then in the weekend when we get to uh, Friday the 23rd, he's in a, he's in a, uh, he goes in, the sun goes into Virgo and he becomes much more, yeah, let's do it, let's go, let's get it done. Now, um, I just want to put a plug in. Um, next week is uh, Labor Day weekend is Baltimore NCGR conference. But I am running a certification in, for OPA, which is the Organization for Professional Astrologers, the week before. Uh, it starts the evening of the 27th, and then it's the 28th, 29th, and 30th. And what we do in that certification is we get, you know, you there's part of one part of three, and um, we sit down and work with you on building your astrology practice and figuring out uh, developing your skills as a reader and also helping you work with problem uh, problem clients or problem situations. It's a great opportunity. It's a small group. We sit in a room and we work on these things and then we head off and you know have dinner or hang out or whatever. So I've got a spot. I invite you to join us. Um, 
and sign up. It's on the OPA website, Organization for Professional Astrologers. It's in the Baltimore uh, Hotel down on the water, on the, on the Inner Harbor. So if you're in the Baltimore area, you live in, in, in that environment, you know, you don't even have to pay for a hotel room. Uh, and if you're going to the conference and you want to maybe come a little bit early and do it, there is uh, space, there is room, and you are most welcome. And so that is on the OPA website, uh, the Baltimore um, OPA Peer Group, P-E-E-R, where we work as peers figuring out uh, your practice and helping you build uh, what you're trying to do as an astrologer. So feel free to sign up. Uh, it's really a useful, um, useful, useful uh, certification. It's not technically checking if you know your astrology, even you're going to demonstrate that you know how to read a chart. Uh, you know, so for technical proficiency, you want to look at either ESAR, uh, uh, NCGR, or AFA. ESAR is the International Society of Astrological Research, and I'm sponsoring an ESAR certification here in New York on uh, the weekend of Veterans Day. November 11th, and then uh, AFA out in Tempe, Arizona. That's a really good one. That's the oldest certification, the American Federation of Astrologers. And then NCGR, National Council for Geocosmic Research, offers a quarterly certification process where you go and take and take a test at the beautiful Shirley Sofer's home. And she has a breathtaking apartment. Everybody, I think everybody should go to her apartment at least once and go, wow, this is a New York apartment. Can I live here? Um, so there's three certifying bodies that certify you technically. What OPA does is says you want to be a professional astrologer. How do you build those skills? What are the skills you need to do that? You know, to make that transition from, um, you know, reading for yourself or studying for yourself into like talking to other people and telling them about their chart. So it's a very good program, and there's still space. So sign up. I have to allocate who reads who uh, this week. So um, you know, I need people to sign up so I know if you're going to get read, right? That's part of the deal. You read a chart, too, as part of the path. So anyway, on to the week's weather. We have a lot going on, uh, but it is ordinary times. It's not nearly as dramatic as the last stuff has been, so that's always helpful. Um, so let's start with the moons. Excuse me, I have a little morning. I am on a uh, little morning snuffle here. Uh, so today the moon's in Aries. And uh, it went into, uh, the Mars went into Virgo this morning around 119. So the moon in Aries is a busy, hard-working moon. And so that's the 18th, Sunday the 18th, the 19th, and the 21st. It's in Aries. And it goes void at 12.06 Wednesday morning. And it goes void with a trine to Venus. So it's a really positive moon. It's moon in Aries, trining Venus in Leo. Creative, fun stuff, lots of activity. It does, of course, um, square Saturn and Pluto because Aries isn't a cardinal sign squaring them. So that does make you take some action, but the ending uh, stuff is positive with that trine to Venus. The moon is void for about 37 minutes on uh, the evening. It goes into Taurus at 12.37 a.m. on Wednesday morning. And it's in Taurus all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, Going void at 5.32, Moon in Taurus, Trine Pluto, 5.32 p.m., again, Eastern Time, on Thursday night. And it's void all Thursday night, and it's void uh, Friday morning until 10.34 a.m. But again, going void with Moon in Taurus, the best, one of the best moons in the heavens, if not the best. I mean, Cancer Moon is supposedly better than Taurus Moon, 
But I have to say, knowing a lot of Taurus Moon people, they have a really good time in life. It's the best food, the best of everything. They just they get they you know they just del- delight and enjoy things. Uh, and so Taurus Moon, very creative, very productive, and that's Thursday, Wednesday, and Thursday till 5:30, and then it's still in Taurus Thursday night. Uh, until Friday morning, but it goes void with that trying to um, Pluto. And then uh, 10.30 in the morning, the sun goes into Virgo, and it's in Virgo on Friday morning, all day Saturday, uh, Sunday until 2.58 a.m., when it goes void with a sextile to Venus. So moon in Gemini, sextiling Venus in Leo, and saying, bye-bye, we're going void, right? So again, all three moons this week, the Aries moon, the Taurus moon, and the Gemini moon have positive closing aspects, so events begun move rapidly into the into the stuff, and they are the initiating moons of, I have a great idea, I want to grow the idea, I want to talk about the idea and get it out. The moon goes void on Sunday, uh, it's void all day Sunday the 25th. Uh, it's void from 2.58 a.m. until 5.05 p.m. when it goes into Cancer, Um uh, Sunday night, and it's in Cancer. Uh, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, until uh, 4:55, when it goes void with an opposition to Pluto. So Monday, you know, Sunday, Monday next week's tough. A year, week from now, but the, this week has great moons to get stuff out. Remember, we are going on a waning moon. We're leaving from the full moon that was that took place last week on Thursday in Aquarius, and we're going towards the new moon that takes place on Friday uh, the 30th in Virgo. Um, And the Virgo moon is at 6, Virgo 47. So forward motion, good, nice, good, nice, fabulous, fun closing aspects. We do have um, the Saturn and Pluto on the south node. They're midpoints on the south node. So it still is a week of releasing but it's not necessarily going to be quite as dramatic as the stuff that went on under the eclipses. Um, the other thing that happens this week, in addition to the sun going into Virgo, is Venus goes into Virgo. And she goes into Virgo on the 21st, and she stays in Virgo. Remember, she's a little shorter in her versions. She stays in Virgo until the 13th of September, or actually the 14th of September when she goes into Libra. So Venus and Virgo in one of her favorite spots, you know, because she's um, Virgo is a is not a bad place for Venus, but Venus in Virgo works too hard, um, and she goes, oh man, I got to do this, man, I got to do that, man, I got to do this, man. I, instead of being the love goddess lying around eating peeling grapes and having a good time, she's in the kitchen cooking, right? She's in the kitchen cleaning the bath, she's in the bathroom cleaning the johns. So Venus and Virgo going into Virgo gives us a Virgo that Venus that wants us to do things of service. Now, the nice part is, you know, she and the sun are both in Virgo. Um, and we just had the star point the star point in Leo that said grow grow stuff. For those of you who know your Venus star point, if you have a Venus star point in Virgo, remember the, the Venus star point goes backwards through the zodiac. So now it's in Leo. So this is technically kind of your initiation time. Uh, your, your Venus star point is going to get triggered. Um, and, of course, this century, Venus, there is a Venus star point in Virgo. A lot of the people that I read for have it. Um, it's a nice star point. Mine happens to be in Aquarius. 
Um, so I'm an astrologer, and before that I was a computer person. Uh, Aquarian rules both. So when we go into this Leo one, it's all about the love and the creativity, and we're really working with those things in new ways. Um, as we look at the aspects for the week, um, we find that they're pretty cool. Uh, we have in the sky, um, you know, some interesting configurations, which is always kind of fun for us to look at and see what we... Whoops, my solar fire just disappeared on me. Well, that wasn't nice of you, solar fire. Where'd you go? Um, hang on, it just hung up. It's been that kind of day. And it's only the morning. <laughs> I'm like, Billy, where'd you go, baby? I'm my my big red girl on the bright red desk crashed. Um and um her fan broke out. I was having a lesson on Monday and it started my you know, like something started screaming and I'm like, Oh my god and it wasn't my students, it was my my fan that was screaming. Um so the uh the energy in the sky no particularly strong configurations forming um, we do have a uh, quick, fast-moving finger of God with the moon, but basically the planets are all kind of in different shapes. Nobody's nobody's doing anything right now, so that's always helpful too, because we're not necessarily feeling like it's craziness. So this week the sun rules uh, from um, 26 Leo into early Virgo, the three and a half Leo into th- uh, three and a half Virgo goes from 26 Leo into three and a half Virgo, and it. Um, it catches up with uh, Virgo, as we mentioned, uh, goes into Virgo on the 23rd at 6.01 a.m. And it joins up with Mars on the 24th, which gives it a little bit of a boost in terms of how it takes action. And it also um, connects up with the, uh, with, the um, uh, with Jupiter uh, in a quiet little, or I'm sorry, with, by quintile with Pluto in a quiet little aspect that happens on the 20th. So we have kind of an inspiration about how we want to use our power. And then the sun is also in a biquintile with Chiron um, uh, right after that. So it's a forward motion, uh, forward motion energy. And of course we're, we're kicking, kicking stuff up. Mercury this week um, is zipping along and he goes from 10 Leo into 24 Leo. So he has gone direct and he is now moving quick. And he has a biquintile to to Neptune on August 19th. Again, a creative, you know, these are all creative aspects. So a lot of the work of this week is kind of coming up with the next creative thing. Uh, How do we move it? What are we doing? What are we creating? What's that look like? And so as we have these uh, biquintiles, they're what we call the fifth harmonic. So they invite us to um, take action and get stuff done. Mercury also is, as he gets into the last degrees, uh, into 14, 15 of uh, Leo, he's on the world point, and he is forming an inconjunct to Saturn and Pluto, which is um, inviting us to uh, adjust our structures and think about how we structurally, you know, Mercury's in Leo, he's saying, okay, so creatively, how do you want to do this? And as he moves into the inconjunct with Saturn and Pluto, he then also moves into an inconjunct with Neptune. So he does form a fast-moving finger of God, transiting finger of God, 
and that starts on the 19th and it ends on the uh, 24th. So we had, when Mars hit that finger of God, we had the shooting in El Paso and in Dayton. That was also when my dad uh, took sick, got ill, and kind of disappeared shortly thereafter. And then we had that week where the sun was on on the finger of God and Venus was on it. And then now Mercury has moved into position to take his third shot. So we're back to the El Paso Dayton moment last weekend. We're back to what happened in the middle of the week last week, uh, the week of the um, uh, the week of the fifth of August, two weeks ago. And now Mercury comes through there and he says, "Okay, so you you went through this. Now you're going to learn some new information about it, right?" So Venus. Uh, and the sun kind of set off that finger of God. That was actually when my dad passed, faded moment in my life and in other people's lives. There was a lot of a lot of faded choices happening that week. And you know, a friend of mine's uh, fiance got a new job. You know, it was it was like people made choices. One of my clients' fathers died the same day my dad died. Um, with a lot of choices, a lot of new directions and new stuff. And now Mercury's in there. So now you're going to get news about it. You're going to get some information. You're going to get some new understanding. So as Mercury forms that finger of God this week, just kind of go, oh, that's what I'm supposed to know. So in my case, they're uh, going down and working on the will. So I'll find out what's in the will this week. Right? You know, it makes sense, Mercury's paper. Um, so watch the uh, watch the news. Watch the story because now Mercury comes through there and activates it. So he's going to activate the Saturn part on the 21st he's going to activate the neptune part on the 22nd and he's going to activate the pluto part on the 24th when he hits the neptune part on the 22nd that's the big one right because that's the sun that's the saturn pluto midpoint which is at 17 and neptune is at 17 and so they both are exact at 17 and when the sun gets to 17 which is that um, middle day on August 22nd, the finger of God's really active. So that's Thursday. So just kind of watch, you know, pay attention, that finger of God. But it is tied to the events of the earlier one. The nice part when the planets are all going through like this is boom one, boom two, boom three, and now Mercury comes and tells us what it was all for. Why did it happen? What was it about? Mars, Sun, Venus. And now Mercury saying, well, let me give you the story. And if you think of the messenger, you know, I I have encouraged all of you when you come to New York or when it comes to you, they just started the regional theater uh, for Hadestown. So as it moves around the country, you know, go see it. And Hadestown has Mercury as the protagonist. And he... um, he gets, you know, he opens and he says, hey, "I'm going to tell you a tragedy," and he tells the myth of Aristides, uh, not Aristides, of Orpheus and Eurydice, and of course Hades and Persephone. And then um, at the end, you know, when it ends, and the audience is kind of stunned and a little sad. I mean, I was, I knew the myth, so I knew what was going to happen. But um, he goes, "Yeah, it's a tragedy. It is. It's really sad." But you know, we do it again. We start again. We pick up. We go forward. We we understand what the story was for. And humans, we like to make conscious, uh, conscious. we like to understand why things are happening. So this is a great week for understanding stuff with Mercury whipping through those planets, saying understand it, see it, get it on a new level. Mercury also, of course, has aspects to, um, uh, he has aspects 
to other planets. He has a biquintile to Neptune, and then he has a uh, aspects to uh, Pluto, and as we mentioned before, the other guys, Neptune, and uh, he also talks to some of the other planets, asking you to kind of understand why things are going on, the bigger picture behind it. He has a trine to Jupiter this week. That happens on the 21st. He's, remember, he's in fire. Jupiter's in fire. So now this is his third trine to Jupiter. He's had three because um, he was doing the retrograde thing and Jupiter was going back and forth. So we have our we have our understanding. We have our teaching. We have our preaching. We have our learning, our learning session with Master Jupiter teaching us how to do things. And Mercury also aspects the... Um, the south node in a hard way, in a semi-sextile, and that happens on the 22nd, which, uh, you know, with him talking to the, uh, he's in Leo and the nodes are in Cancer. So he's also a little bit of something you hadn't seen coming, now you see it, okay? So that's an important component. Venus this week, she's in Leo, she goes into Virgo on the 21st at 5.06 a.m., and Venus this week is parallel to Uranus, so she's on the 20th, she's kind of having an aha moment. That's also sometimes a revelation or sometimes a love experience. Remember, she is the goddess of love. She is about to go over the, the fixed star Regulus, as is the sun. So this is an opportunity for crowning or seeing things or, or learning things in a new way because the sun and Venus go over that fixed star Regulus as they go into Virgo because Regulus is at zero Virgo, as Mars went over it today. So you're going to watch where you want to honor your inner queen or your inner king as that star gets triggered. Um, the sun, Venus also has uh, hard aspects to, uh, to, she's traveling in Leo, so she's up there parallel to um, Uranus and Taurus. So that's unexpected news or unexpected excitement on the 20th, uh, a breakthrough, a forward motion. Um, she also is sesquiquadrate to Saturn. Uh, and that takes place on the 20th. So that's a little bit stressful, but she knows what she wants, and so she says, okay, I know what I want. I'm, I can do this. And remember, Saturn is sesquiquadrate to Saturn on the 22nd. So the two of them, Venus uh, a little before sat the sun, uh, go in and they, they kind of say, you know, this is how I'm going to shine. And they have a little stressful energy with Saturn where they say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to shine. I kind of want to claim it. And so they have this stressful aspect, and then they move forward. So that's helpful. That gives us, uh, you know, a little stress, but moving forward. And then, of course, she enters Virgo on the 21st, um, where she is happy. And then she heads into uh, Virgo, and she gets up to six and a half Virgo. So she's going to get up to a trine to Uranus this week, which takes place on the 26th, next Monday. Uh, and But we feel her build, right, because we feel the building of Venus and Virgo saying, okay, Uranus and Taurus, you've been growing stuff since March. Now let's refine it. I always think of Virgo as having a little bit of energy around uh, weeding and doing things. And, of course, she is the sign of the harvest, so maybe she's not weeding so much as plucking things that are ready to ripen, ready to roll. She also has a hard aspect to the note of fate on the 22nd, a semi-square to the... Um, when she gets into Virgo, she's semi-square the node. So there's a little stress about, you know, how to proceed. Uh, she's at the, you know, she's in early Virgo, and she kind of is like, oh, what do I want to do? How do I want to do it? 
And then she meets up with Mars this week on the 24th. Remember, she moves a little faster. Mars went into Virgo today. She goes into Virgo and she pops up and joins with him. So Venus and Mars meeting up in Virgo begins, commences a new year-long, uh, two-year-long cycle of creativity and how we get there and, and what we're doing and where we're going. And so there's a new positive energy that they meet up at 4 Virgo. So watch for 4 Virgo in your chart. I read somebody this weekend who, when they moved to New York, had stuff at 4 Virgo. So it kind of pops up that 4 Virgo, let's go forward, let's create. Sun, Venus, new merging, new new joining energy. And then we also have um, Venus in an inconjunct to Chiron. Um, and so Chiron, of course, is at five Aries. That Venus in conjunct Chiron kind of reminds you of what the wound is. That's going to be uh, taking place on Sunday, next Sunday. And then last but not least, Venus is parallel Mars on the 25th. So he joins Mars, and then she's parallel to them. So that makes it kind of a super-duper Venus-Mars conjunction where we really kind of feel it. Then she has a sesquiquadrate to Pluto, uh, like she had with Saturn. And that takes place on the 26th, which says, let's change this. And then she wraps up the week with a trine to Uranus, saying, let's launch creatively. As we mentioned, Mars goes forward, uh, and he is uh, hits, hits Virgo, which we talked about. That happens today. And then he has a semi-square to the node of fate, making choices on the 20th. And then he has an inconjunct to Chiron on the 25th, inviting you to heal. And then last but not least, Jupiter has its third and final semi-sextile to Saturn, and that happens on the 19th uh, tomorrow. And that's like an adjusting energy to how you're proceeding in life. So as I mentioned, it's not a bad week. Mercury forming the finger of God gives us information about what we went through when Mars and the Sun and Venus went through it. my case, they're going to look at the will. I mean, obviously, the will's been written for a while, but I'm going to get to find out what's in it. And for all of you, you're going to get to find out something related to what went down when Mars formed. And, of course, that was the shooting in El Paso. That was whoever took Jeffrey Epstein off suicide watch. That was whatever the changes were that were faded in your life when the finger of God rolled through. When uh, first the, the Mars, then the, Ven- then the Sun, then Venus went through that finger of God, they kind of woke up stuff and helped us see things, faded, faded things that were to change forever. And now we're in a kind of a whole new place. So on that note, send you off. Consider signing up for OPA. Only a couple more days to do so because we have to start prepping for the work that we have to do when we get there. But it is going to be uh, a certification the 28th, 29th, and 30th. Um, down in Baltimore, uh, right by the NCGR conference, which takes place the weekend of Labor Day. So I hope to see you there, either at the conference or in my peer group. And if not, um, have a great week. You know, this is gonna this is gonna be fun. We're forward motion. We're going towards the end of summer. Uh, tomatoes are on the vine. Life is good. It's hot and humid. And we are off into the world. So wishing you a great morning and a great week and a lot of fun. You know, it should start to lighten up a little. Take care. It's Ann Ortley signing off from the bright red desk. Bye-bye.